Grab a tankard, grab a wench, and get ready to shake your groove. Ah, 
That's right. Welcome to Bilge Monkey Radio, ya lovers and loafers alike. I just returned from a fine weekend at the Port Washington Pirate Festival, which, despite what some may think, is not in the Pacific Northwest. Not that you would ever have guessed it from the weather. Why does my music sound so loud? There we go. Uh, actually, I think Northwest was significantly warmer, actually, than we were. Because the weather we had entirely sucked, but that's kind of par for the course of that festival. June in Wisconsin. But on a brighter note, I did get a chance to meet and pal around with several listeners throughout the weekend. At least those who were able to recognize me, since I was going quasi-incognito. Notably lacking the bilge monkey hat and other such trappings. Caught performances by the Jolly Rogers, Water Street Bridge, Bounding Maine, and of course the Great Lakes Renegade. And drank a little bit of rum as well. And now it's only two short weeks until the Northern California Pirate Festival, which I really, really cannot wait for. Gone more than two months since seeing the Pirates Charles perform live, which is entirely too long. Also on the roster, they have Skip Henderson, the Roving Tars, the Sea Dogs, and a whole mess of other swabs. Some that I've been able to see before and some that I have not yet. You can check it all out at www.norcalpiratefestival.com. And if you're anywhere in the San Francisco area on Father's Day weekend, I definitely recommend it. And as a special bonus this year on Saturday night, they will be having an after party at a nearby cantina, I think was the word they used. And I will be DJing as part of the evening's entertainment, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Also, not to be missed, later this hour, we will be joined live on the air by Captain Dan from the Scurvy Crew, pirate hip-hop pioneer and general menace to society. He's already being briefed, prepped, and sanitized for your protection, and I expect we'll be hearing from him shortly after the first half hour or so of tonight's broadcast. So with that in mind, let's get things rolling, starting with the Valparaiso Men's Chorus. This is So Early in the Morning. So Time. I shout out from fine and handy, oh, 
That was Purple Heart with Pirates by Night. On one of the greatest unattainable pirate albums ever. Well, it is unattainable, and it's great. I don't know if it's the greatest, but it's good. I love it. We have a request, actually a dedication, to Raleigh in the IRC chat room, which you can join right now if you're listening live. Requested Gettin' Saved by the Musical Blades, dedicated to Hunter. Now, Tarali requested the Gettin' Saved as it is on their new album, but Musical Blades hasn't sent me their new album yet, so someone email them and ask them why they can't yet hear their new album on Village Monkey Radio. But fortunately, I have a live version of that song that was recorded in... Where was it? The Kansas City area Parrot Saving Pirate Dinner. I forget the proper name of it. Last January, I think it was. We have a new CD? No. Uh, yeah. Not yet. But we will. But we will. Yeah, it's, it's in the works. It's our new one. It's called Getting Saved. Yay. Good work, Quivers, dull curtain eddies, twist and spin. The climate does for people's livers, it's a nasty port. Take her in this Spanish port, fever port, port of holy pier. The 
town begins on the sea beaches and the town's mad with the stinging flies. The drinking water is mostly leeches, it's a far remove from paradise. It's Spanish port, fever port, port of holy Peter. There's sandbagging and throat slitting, and quiet graves in the sea slime, stabbing of course. And rum hitting and dirt and drink and stink and crime in Spanish port, fever port, port of holy Peter. All the day the wind's blowing from the sick swamp below the hills. All the night the plague's growing and the dawn brings fever chills in Spanish port, fever port. Port of Holy Peter. You get a thirst that there's no slaking. You get the chills and fever shakes. Tongue yellow and head aching. And then the sleep that never wakes. And all the year the heat's baking. The sea rots and the earth quakes in Spanish port. Fever port. Port of Holy Peter. Come about me hearties to the south, south west, 
while I run this way to steal through the captain's chair. Loafers, what's all this then? Quartermaster Jenkins, explain this rabble. Well, Captain, the crew and myself ain't too pleased of late. Plunder's been poured, and that last Spaniard we took was an entire cargo of pink slips and IOUs. And the one before that had a hole full of nothing but burlap. Aye, I noticed some of the lads making new clothes for it is. Stuff. It's the color of oatmeal. Man has grace. Actually, that's the problem, Captain. With this bloody economy, the crew can't afford to dress in proper pirate splendor, but instead we've been reduced to looking like a bunch of potatoes. That's right. Yeah. Here you all, sir. The only one amongst us wearing a proper frock coat, and one made of velvet, no less. And these frilly ruffles on your sleeves, and that dashing tricorn up top your head. Aye, I do cut quite the figure, don't I? We thinks you've been holding out on us, Captain. How else could you afford to look such a dandy? Holding out on ya. Ain't you pelicans ever heard of tobeapirate.com? Big pardon, Captain? Tobeapirate.com. It's where I buys all me swag. They've got a vast selection of fancy yet affordable pirate garb. So you can dress yourself proper without breaking the bank. You can choose from all sorts of styles and colors. Vests, shirts, pants, jackets, even boots and hats. Plus, they have all sorts of stuff for the lady pirate as well. Aye, even when your economics hit the doldrums, tobeapirate.com will do you right. Now, back to work, you swabs, while I'm still willing to turn a blind eye to your mutinous wild. Not so fast, Captain. Tobeapirate.com might explain your fancy wardrobe, but what about that new plasma TV in your cabin? Oh, well, Make sure you get her quality pirate clothing to suit any taste and budget. Visit tobeapirate.com today. Avast, mateys! Captain Dan on the tape deck here. Swab the poop deck, down the starboard bow. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Give me some rub. Here's why. Because I'm the captain of the seven seas. The seven seas. The seven seas. I'm the captain of the seven seas. I'm a scurvy bill dressed with a porridge. 
to pay, stay out of my way. I lost my hat to a homeless man when I plundered all the booty from his garbage can. The scared Captain Hook, Davy Jones, if I found their rockers, then I'd be on their bones. No one owns a candle to me, you see. I'm the real captain of the seven seas. I'm the captain of the seven seas. The seven seas, the seven seas. I'm the captain of the seven seas. I'm a scurvy bill draft with a warranty. I'm the captain of the seven seas. The seven seas, the seven seas. I'm the meanest sea dog that you'll ever see. I'll pluck the booty from your dungeon tree. I'm one of his ladies and I take his horse. Shut up and get me booty, my pirate soldiers. You may look a little salty, but that doesn't make it salty. You're goddamn right, now I've asked me, Harkies. He seems a little grimy and he smells like a bum. But don't be mistaken, he loves his rum. He's a real swashbuckler and he follows nobody. If you look at a savage, you're gonna be sorry. I'm the captain of the seven seas. The seven seas, the seven seas. I'm the captain of the seven seas. I'm a scurvy bill draft with a foreign I'm the captain of the seven seas, the seven seas, the seven seas. I'm the meanest sea dog that you'll ever see. I'll pluck the booty from your family tree. I'm gonna get drunk till I find my trunk, buried in the sand where the X is the funk. I'm sailing the ship, as you can see, I'm gonna plunder your booty, so listen to me. I send my mates to dig for treasure, where X marks the spot, yo, it gives me pleasure. They dig up my booty without a hitch. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum, bitch! <laughs> From their first album, Authentic Pirate Hip Hop, that was The Seven Seas by Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew. And, if I've set this up correctly, and that's a big, scary if, Captain Dan should be on the air with me right now. How you doing, Dan? Yar, matey! How are ya? I'm alright. Let me just pull up an extra window here so people in the chat room can tell me if I've just messed this all up. But it looks to me like you should be on, so... I'd like to first start out by saying hello to everybody in the chat room, and don't be afraid to lob me a question if you got one. Ah, they're never too shy about that. Well, we start off, Shipwreck says, Yar. Captain Skull says, Dan. Okay, so they're hearing us. (laughs) Excellent. Shipwreck, how are you? And we got Pearly and Smiling Snake. Yep, they're all cheering, so you've got some loyal minions in there for the next few minutes. Absolutely. I certainly need more minions. <laughs> Don't we all? So, how are you doing, Captain Dan? Well, I'm uh, recovering from a bout of the scurvy and the gout. And how do you recover from the gout? Uh, carefully and with a lot of alcohol. All right. And you put some citrus in the alcohol and that fixes the scurvy, I suppose. How many teeth did you lose? This time, but it's all right because the wood ones are better. They help me float. <laughs> Well, I got a few initial questions I want to lob your way, but as you stated in the chat room, if anyone has their own, they can throw them in at any moment. 
Um, first of all, just the whole Scurvy Crew, how did that get started? Because you guys kind of came out of nowhere, what, about three years ago with that first album, and boom, there it was, a full album of pirate rap. It was brilliant, and it was as if you just pulled it out of your rear end, and bam, I'm sure it wasn't that quick or easy. How did they all get started? Well, believe it or not, you know, as a pirate for a long time, it, it it kind of did just kind of shoot out of my rear end all of a sudden. It only took me about 30 days from beginning to end to record and write the whole CD. And uh, it was it was a quite an experience uh, from the beginning because it, it was just so fun to do. It was the most fun I had ever had working on any kind of music ever before. And uh, for those of you who might know a little bit more about Captain Dan and my record label, uh, Non-Existent Recordings... And you can see that by looking at nonexistentrecordings.com. Uh, we we started out not doing pirate rap. We were doing all kinds of different electronic music, and we were doing uh, some metal and all kinds of things. But for some reason, pirate rap just fit. It was just right, and that's why the idea just shot out like a chain shot from a cannon. When did it first occur to you that you might actually be doing a second album? It started almost immediately as I finished my first album when... Uh, you know, I remember signing on to MySpace and looking, and I had like eight friends as a pirate rapper. And then over the course of the next, uh, that was a National Talk Like a Pirate Day on 2006, I believe, which was quite a year for me. We had a couple Pirates movies out, you know. We had the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was hitting big time. It was right around the second Pirates of the Caribbean. And um, I looked at my MySpace page, and all of a sudden we had gotten this big interview in L.A. on KROQ, which is this, it's kind of like the big station in su Southern California. And at the same time, we were debuted on uh, our video on YouTube for Blackbeard's Treasure. And then uh, we just got this flood of, of messages on MySpace. I, I think it was about uh, three weeks later I looked, and I went from eight friends to 8,000 friends. And that's when I realized, okay, people really enjoy this. They're laughing. They're getting it. What a great way to bring pirates out even further. Kind of lambast the movies and, uh, and have a great time in the process. So clearly online and with sales and that sort of arm's length attention, people have been loving you. But I seem to recall you back in the early days telling me that you once were invited to perform at a pirate festival and they weren't quite expecting, well, you. But it's funny you should mention that. Yeah, the first uh, the first show that I ever played as Captain Dan was at the uh, Pirates Festival in Clearwater, Florida. And when I showed up there, it was kind of a, a last minute, uh, you know, addition to their bill. And they were nice enough to let me come. And and I I hadn't really fleshed out all of what my show was. And, and as most of your listeners know, and I'm sure surely you know, I'm very rated R. So, not knowing that this was really a family event, as most of these Renfests are, I proceeded to uh, replace my words like the uh, S-word with spit, and uh, it just didn't fly, and next thing I know, they're, they're unplugging me because they're saying I wasn't period, and uh, that kind of hurt, and it kind of left me with a black eye from all the Renfests all across the country then, and I thought to myself, I'll never be able to play one of these. So they really should have hired a more period hip-hop pirate artist. If, if one such exists, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I'd hazard a guess to who it might be. I mean, maybe if I had some bongos or something and I did it that way, it's possible. So what other festivals have you played then? Well, what I, what I moved to then was instead uh, something called nerdcore hip-hop, <laughs> which uh, ended up having a little more 
uh, affection for not that pirates don't love me and I love pirates believe me I'd play the shows I just don't feel welcome okay just so that's out there I wish I was welcome but when I land I'm not because I'm not exactly fitting the bill but uh, the the nerd folks uh, which I'm invariably a nerd as I dress in my pirate costume uh, they really enjoy it I played Nerdapalooza 2008 we got in uh, Blender magazine last year for playing that show that was a big step for us and then uh, we went on and we played some local shows down here in South Florida, uh, including some, some Nerdapalooza associate shows. And uh, that got us big press and publicity. It was really good. But that was about it then. I haven't. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be playing the Shipwrecked Pirate Festival, which is coming up, I think, in August. And I'm not sure how much you've heard of that. Last year, it got canceled. So we'll see what happens there. And maybe uh, some folks out in the Midwest will be able to come and see me. I think it's in Des Moines, Iowa this year. Oh, so Midwest is actually going to get some Captain Dan? Yeah, you know, there was uh, one where people would have been able to see me. It was out at the Midwest Nerd Fest, which was in KC. Uh, unfortunately, that one got canceled as well. I mean, it's been a 2000, the end of 2008 and beginning of 2009 has been some rough times, let's face it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, yeah, I'll get out there and give the Midwest some flavor. So pirates who are really looking to see some live Captain Dan... They're probably going to wait a long while if they're only looking in the Pirate Festival circuit. The nerd circuit is where we need to be paying attention. Is that right? Well, I, I mean, you know, if you like, if you like, if you're in the Pirate circuit, and you can say something to a friend or or, a, or someone who's running the show about a special act, I'll be more than happy to perform these kinds of acts. I just don't know that I'll be welcome during a day. It would usually have to be some kind of. After everybody's done on a Saturday, they go to the bar, and there's a rapping pirate kind of thing. Sure. But when you, you say, know, you that's know, for the flavor. I'm sorry, go not ahead. Not during the day, because, I mean, there are, there are a few festivals that are a little bit more open towards non-period stuff. And if you're worried about kid-friendly, yeah, you have some pretty, let's face it, frighteningly obscene songs. But you have plenty that's also very family-friendly mm. as much as rap can be, don't you? I do, yeah, and I can tailor my set list as such, but, you know, when I look back at the, the Florida Pirate Festival, um, it was on my first album, which, in my opinion, is by far the filthiest album. And think? I used the most swear words and things like that, and so it was very tough. I, right now, I have a catalog of over 40 songs to choose from. Um, I got a question from Doglock Hawk who wants to know if you're ever going to do a West Coast tour of any kind. A West Coast tour? As soon as I can find venues who are willing to help me uh, front the booty to sail my ship over there, I'd be all for it. It has to be a substantial sum to get the captain uh, from the Treasure Coast. We'll have to see what we can do about that. There's a lot of fans out there, especially in Southern California and I think a few in Northern. We can. There's got to be something we can do. And, and also in Portland, too, I'm sure, because I hear there's a big pirate fan base out there as well. No, Portland doesn't have any pirate stuff at all. I'm sure, yeah, it's just <laughs> gone. They're, they don't do pirates at all in Portland, being nope, that I've been nope. to Portland and seen it. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So you have any projects in the works right now? Any new albums? A at the moment, I don't. I've been uh, kind of on a hiatus of sorts. Um, you know, there's only so many things a pirate can rap about before he starts to drain his brain, so to speak. I'm sure you'll come up with it in time, but you had a, I mean, you pretty much had one album a year for those three yeah. years, didn't you? Yeah, it was an album a year and, uh, you know, varying lengths, and I, I just would keep my nose to the grindstone on it. 
And um, I think they're all fantastic. But I, I want to make sure that I don't, you know, as you've said in many of your reviews, I, I try not to make it stale. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that if I just force my hand to just make another CD, it's going to come out stale. And it won't be fresh and it won't be energetic and people won't laugh when they hear it. You know, I'd, I'd like a little bit of anticipation from folks and I'd like to really please them and meet their expectations when I, when I release something. In that creative process of those first three albums, are there any songs that just didn't make the cut? Any ideas that were too weird or just great but they were too hard to write about or too frighteningly perverse? I mean, what, what, well, what ended up on the it, cutting room floor? If there, I mean, there's always been, you know, we always go through our, our uh, typical pirate stuff, you know, when we're thinking of what's this song going to be about? You know, I got a song about mermaids. Uh, I had a song that was uh, on my last mm-hmm. album that just didn't make the cut. It was called Blistering Sextant. <laughs> and <laughs> as you can imagine, it's about navigation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the word sex sells was always what I thought. And I'm yes. like, well, a sextant, you know, perfect. But I just didn't, I didn't make it with that one. Maybe on the next CD, I do have some rough cuts that, I, that did hit the cutting room floor. Um you know, we, we had, like I said, Mermaids, we had uh, Lost at Sea, those types of songs. We always wanted to do one about being marooned. Uh, never made the cut, though. So, I mean, there's still some things out there that might be able to eventually make it. Okay. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. I'm getting people throwing questions at me all over the place. I will just say one more thing, though. Uh, one song that you won't hear on any Captain Dan album, and, and one of my personal favorites is a remix I did of the original Snoop Dogg uh, track, uh, Gin and Juice, and I replaced it with Rum and Juice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about, you know, being laid back with your mind on your scurvy and your scurvy on your mind. <laughs> and uh, you can go to my MySpace to hear that if you wanted to check it out. Real fun song. Uh, www.myspace.com slash Captain Dan. And you can get a, a lot of enjoyment out of that one. You won't find it published because I can't because of the royalties, obviously. Yes, yes. We know all about those issues. Um, Smiling Snake wanted to know if you have any amusing tales from your performances. And I just want to warn you that Smiling Snake is Australian, so try to say this using terms that only marsupials will understand. Damn from down under. I went down under once. I came back up. Uh, you know, I was. Uh, I'll go back to the, my very first show, which was. Uh, this was very interesting to me. As they pulled the plug on me, uh, I remember looking over to the only gentleman who would actually uh, associate with us at the show because we were kind of outcasts. We hadn't done the whole rehearsals. We just kind of showed up. Nobody really knew who we were yet. And so this gentleman was in a, an electric wheelchair. And, you know, I thought it odd that this gentleman was, was sta- just spending the time with us, saying hello. Then, you know, when they pulled the plug, I didn't know why, and he looks at me from his electric wheelchair, and he says, it's because you're not period. And I look over, and I'm like, wait a second, how am I not period? I don't remember electric wheelchairs. <laughs> and, you know, not that I'm against the uh, those who are disabled, because he was a very nice guy, but... You know, I just think to myself, wow, how period can you get when you get in your car after the show and drive home with a CD playing? Very true. Hopefully that was a that was a good one there. Yeah. Well, I did meet I also met some ninjas once, and I know that's a a touchy subject for us pirates, but I did meet some ninjas at Nerdapalooza and we we almost struck a pact there. They're too sneaky though. I don't think that's going to continue on. No, no. What about zombies? 
The zombies, yes, we played a couple show with zombies, as a matter of fact. And uh, the zombies are, you know, there's something to be a force to be reckoned with, but I think they're they're all right. There's zombie fests now. I can't even imagine going to one of those. I mean, how how long can you just walk around the streets moaning all day? Oh, brains. Uh, you know what a pirate zombie sounds like, right? Go ahead. Rum, rum, rum. That's what I sound like this past weekend, but I wasn't a zombie. Well, you might want to check yourself. <laughs> Go to the doctor or something. They got pills for that now. So let's break away from your own music and work for the moment, and I want to just throw some um, other pirate interest things, find out what Captain Dan has to say on some items of interest out there. Uh, starting with, uh, it's been making a lot of headlines just this last day or so, the Pirate Party in Sweden just got a representative elected to Parliament. You hear about that? I didn't hear about that. That's fantastic. Tell me some more about it. Well, I didn't read the articles, just the headlines. <laughs> Well, you know, I think pirates have a right to be in every uh, every party, and uh, also I think that uh, Sweden uh, is one to talk because they were the ones that had all the money anyway and all the spices. And uh, Sweden had it the was, spices. When was this? This was back. You know, I, actually, it was the Dutch. But I'll just use that as a that whole region as a generalization. If it works for your argument, go with it. <laughs> you know, it was the Dutch, but at the same time, that means there's pirates up in the Netherlands, and uh, so therefore, I think it's good, and I am a okay with pirates being elected the, to the offices. If you have pirates in your Netherlands, maybe you need to see a doctor. Touche, <laughs> uh, sir. <laughs> what about all these Somalian pirates? What do you think of that? Is that going to threaten our little scene here? I think the Somalian pirates are awesome. They uh, they put us back in the headlines, which is always a good thing. Uh, I like it when pirates are there because people are are Google searching pirates. So whether you're a vendor or a buccaneer or uh, doing something, it's good for you. And and just you know, we were thinking about even doing a, a song called the Mogadishu Massacre, <laughs> and it would be uh, about being a real pirate. You know, maybe update things. So instead of uh, we got our flintlock locks. We got, uh, you know, AKs strapped with dynamite or something, you know? Mm, I feel differently. I, I, they're, they're flooding our Google results to where you can't find the good pirate stuff because, you know, you just find AK-47s instead of the flintlocks. I want to find pirate bands. I want to find pirate hats. I guess I could see that, but, you know, the in, if you're doing... Just and this is just saying, you know, if you're doing advertising, you get one of those linkies on the right side anyway. <laughs> so more people, more people uh, who are searching means more money per click. Well, there is that. There is that. So it's good for pay per clicks. <laughs> and we've digressed <laughs> tremendously, now. which is all that really matters when it comes to world events. Let's move on to something really important. What have you heard about this Monkey Island? We, oh, we got a barrage of it this week. I didn't even mention this in, the, in my opening monologue, even though it's huge news. I want to save it for now because Monkey Island is returning in full force. We got um, The Secret of Monkey Island being re-released, not only as its original form, but with whole new um, re-envisioning re of the artwork in a scene-for-scene, line-for-line remake. And then we have a series of five new episodes of a new game coming out, Tales of Monkey Island, which is going to be... Uh, 3D puzzle solving. I mean, a lot of us here are huge fans of Monkey Island. It was like part of our definitive years. Have you ever played Monkey Island? 
I, I sort of never played Monkey Island. Um, and I was talking to you a little bit in the green room, you know. I, the one thing that I played that was my formative years was uh, Sid Meier's Pirates for my Commodore Amiga. Oh, you had an Amiga! Yes, I, I had, had an Amiga. Amiga. Way back. So when I say Sid Meier's Pirates, I mean, that was the old school to me, you know, with with the whole Caribbean at my fingertips and trading and mm-hmm. plundering and backstabbing and, you know, getting placed as a duke or, or you know, getting a wife. I mean, it was just great. It was my favorite game of all time. Now, did you generally go for the wife that looked like a librarian, the one with the big voluptuous everything, or the one kind of sadly in between? I went for all three. <laughs> Figured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's all about the booty, my friend. Of course, of course. Did you ever play the um, the re-release, or the remake, I guess, of Sid Meier's that came out, what, maybe four years ago? Yes, I own two copies. I own one for my PSP, and I own one for my Xbox. And uh, I almost downloaded another version, because it is available now on the uh, Xbox Live Classic remakes. So, uh, I mean, I have it in every which way or wherever I am. So the PSP really helps with that. So I, I love it. You like the remake then? I did like I like the remake better than the original. Um I like the you know, you got to do a little bit more. There was a little you know, the Aztec gold and moving around on the screen. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, the land battles and all that. No, that was a lot of fun. I love the music, I love the sound effects. And I like the arcade style. It didn't get too complicated like a lot of games. No, and they you know, they they do speak Simish though. So it's always going, true ball. Yes, yes. I, I thought about making a version for myself where I was going to replace all the... What were they called? They call it the, the name of that language. I was Simish. Gonna Simish. I was going to replace it with all monkey sounds. Uh, that might be pretty interesting. Actually, speaking of Sid Meier's Pirates, I got a video on my MySpace uh, that a fan did for me who was also a Sid Meier's Pirates fan for, for a track for my first album called My Cannon. And he took the clips of all the sword fighting. And you know how when you're doing the sword fighting, when you're in the bar, you can run up the stairs and you can sword fight some more and then kick them off the stairs and you jump onto the rope. He, he took all scenes like that and he kind of spliced them all together. It came out real good. Oh, beauty. We'll have to check that out. What is your MySpace page again? It's uh, myspace.com slash Captain Dan. Sweet. You know what? I am going to play a Captain Dan song. That first one that we played was the Seven Seas from your first album. Actually, the first album's opening track. And so this next one is going to be the opening track from your second song. And then after this, we'll come back and maybe this will give a little bit of chance for a few more questions to come up in the chat room. And we'll see what we can get to. So this is... Oh, sorry. This is Captain Dan the Scurvy Crew with Hook It Up. Hands and them stumps, we scam all 
lights and pull down the shades. Captain Dan out to fight, bound to start this raid. Slicing all ye land lovers with me, lyrical blade. I get paid in the spades while I'm laying the bait. Captain Dan is back. I'll leave your island sack. You think I'm whack, then you'll get no slack. Cause I'll hack off your head or whip you back. Or throw you overboard to let the sharks attack. On the seas, I'm keen to be obscene. We be shouting out the curses in the sailor routine. They all flee when they see that it's Captain D. I'm the baddest rapping pirate ever known to be. So throw up the sign of maritime. We flow on the brine with pirate rhymes. And I can kill with me lyrical skills. Lyrical ills, gold grills from Brazil. Yo, I fire a good this gang sign you trust, we bang when we bust, we hang all you fuss, hook it up. Hands and them stumps, we scam all you chumps and strand all you grumps, hook it up. We be amputees on the CMCs, you flee just to flee, hook it up. We're cold-hearted crooks with old nasty looks and gold on these books. When I was a lad, I was rarely shook. I destroyed Peter Pan and I gave him the hook. Then I took one look at the ship he had. Notice how I said at the ship he had. I was mad way beyond any buccaneer. No fear, swashbuckle, anyone coming near. Take your doubloon and make the girl swoon. Carving out your heart with a rusted spoon. Lyrically, I will leave everybody gutless. Slash with my tongue like a venomous cutlass. Blast your whole crew and I'll sink your ship. Let the verbal cannon go when the bombs are spit I will not slip when it comes to the flow I bring the pain with the yo-ho-ho -ho. I'll put you dogs straight down to rest Leaving lyrics with love to the dead man's chest Hook it up, this gang sign you trust We bang when we bust, we hang all you fuss Hook it up, hands and them stumps We scam all you chumps and strand all you grumps Hook it up, we be amputees on the CMCs You flee just to flee, hook it up we're cold-hearted crooks with old nasty looks and gold on these books. And that was Hook It Up from Captain Dan and the Scurvy Crew's second album, Rhymes of the Hip-Hop Mariner. Did I get that right, Dan? It is, it's Rhyme of the Hip-Hop Mariner. Oh, no, no, it is. It's Rhymes. R-I-M-E-S. After the uh, title by... Uh, the old epic poem rhyme of the, rhyme of the uh, ancient mariner. Right, which you do a, you do a song on your album. It's pretty much a line for line version of that poem, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually, and it's called "Rhyme of the Hip Hop Mariner," and it's about how instead of uh, shooting down the uh, albatross with a crossbow, I use my fat rhymes. I gotta stop trying to read the chat room also while I'm trying to talk to you. That I gotta figure that out when I do future interviews so I can be nice and professional. Which it's also not nice and professional for me to be pointing out that I'm not nice and professional on the air. I have a lot to learn about this, don't I? Your, uh, your, your people in the chat room should know to phrase their questions in big bold letters so you can scroll through and find them. That, that they should. It's their fault, not mine. What, I have, I have, someone right. in the chat room is drinking wine? Wine. Wine. What are are they out of rum? What is your rum of choice, Dan? Um, I personally am a big fan of Pirate, P-Y-R-A-T-E. I think it's very smooth. Mm -hmm. And I also like the Captain Morgan uh, private stock, the 100 proof. The hundred, now, do they have a private stock 100 proof? Because I know that the new stuff that's their, their overproof. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, is. I like the private stock, though, specifically. I don't, the 100 proof is a different one. Yeah. If you had Captain Morgan tattoo... Uh, I have had tattoo. It tastes a lot like another um, another one that I've had, which I can't remember the name of it for some reason. Oh, it's almost like a Jägermeister. That's I what I thought. It. It, it didn't seem like rum to me. Yeah, I, I replaced it in a uh, in a 
one of those drinks, what are they called? Jaeger bombs. I, I did a tattoo bomb. Oh, how'd that work out for you? It, it's actually really good. I recommend it. If you like rum, get a tattoo in Red Bull, and it's very good. Oh, that's a great idea. I've always wondered what there is to mix with that. And that. Wow. Whoever thought we get practical advice from Captain Dan? Hey, I'm a rum drinker. Also, <laughs> I might add that my years in the Spanish main have uh, also, I've, I've developed a taste for tequila. Ah, which are your choice tequilas? Um, I like all tequilas, mostly sil- Patron Silver, though, mm. is my, my brand of choice. you got to rob a lot of ships to be able to afford that. It, pretty much, but it's excellent stuff and it's smooth. I, I don't know. I, I You just can't mix it with the rum. It doesn't work. Well, no, no, definitely don't. Oh, I have a few people who are actually asking in the chat room. They want to know what pirate bands, if any, do you listen to? Well, I'll list them. Uh, I, I got a, a short list, and you'll be able to tell my personal music style by uh, hearing these. And uh, it would be uh, Ailstorm, one of my favorites. Uh, Swashbuckle is also very good. And, of course, Captain Bog and Salty. So more of the pirate rock influence. Mm, mm. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of period pieces. Although the songs that that you play are very good, and I enjoy listening to them, and I've heard a, a few others um, just in my searches and travels. Uh, but I, I I like the rock stuff because it's the energy I like, and it, it makes me you know want to punch someone in the face, and that's pretty much <laughs> what I do on a daily basis. Now you say you don't like the period stuff all that much, but you definitely some of your songs you do a great job of bringing that period influence into it. I mean, on your most recent album, uh, Drunken Sailor, you definitely brought in some of those, you know, you could hear it in the music, you know, obviously evolved and adapted, but you're definitely not shutting yourself off from the period stuff, clearly. Well, I want to be clear here and, and just say that, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm, I don't hate period music. Um, it's just that my, na- you know, when it comes to period pirate music, I enjoy a lot of songs, you know. Uh, a lot of the classics, and, and I love those songs, but I, I'm not a seeker-outer of new uh, period pieces. You know, the ones I know, like Drunken Sailor, I've known that song for almost 20 years. It was one of the first songs I ever learned. So, And, and yeah, you're right, on my new album, there is a lot of uh, strings and a lot of harpsichord, and, and there's a lot of things there that are period, but that's I'm, I'm more of a rock kind of guy. Mm, I can see that. I had another question. I lost. Oh yeah, I know what it was. How many people are in the Scurvy Crew now? Man, there's a huge list at this point. Um, let me think. I'll, I'll rattle them all off because we have guests on every CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are, are around more than others. Uh, the first would be the Quartermaster Sea Dog, and uh, we just released a Sea Dog Scurvy remix of Flintlock Lock. It's in an industrial music format. You can find that on our MySpace. Oh. Um, that's that's a good one. So he's the, the quartermaster, and you'll hear him throughout the CDs, all three CDs. He's there. He's got my back as a quartermaster should. Um, and then we've got Scott Free, also a, a longtime uh, confederate of ours. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's on, you know, he's more of a hip-hop flavor rapper. We've got, uh, we had Zealous One made a guest appearance. He's a big nerdcore rapper out in the West Coast, and he made an appearance on Rhymes of the Hip-Hop Mariner. Um, we've got uh, DJ Psycho, who is our live DJ, does an excellent job of scratching up the turntables. That's how we play live. We've got a set of turntables behind us. Uh, we got Alex Aziz Zakak. He's uh, uh, he writes a lot of beats. Uh, he also does a lot of rhyming. You'll hear him on uh, uh, what's the song? Uh, Drink all night on Rhymes of the Hip Hop Mariner. 
And one of my personal favorites that is almost a hidden gem, uh, only made one appearance on Rhymes of the Hip Hop Mariner, but came back in force on uh, the uh, Seas to the Streets album, my latest CD. He's uh, Admirality, and he's a British Navy officer straight out of Britain. Uh, and he's very witty, and he makes excellent uh, dialogue in his songs, and he's, he's spot on. And then we've also got uh, Phil Brainerd, who made an appearance on the Seven Seas. That would be one of those rappers you heard. And uh, Chris Ortega, or MC Treasure, as he likes to go by. That is that is a huge list. How many did it start off as? Uh, it started off as just yours truly, Captain Dan. And, and when I started on the first CD, nobody would come near me with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Everybody looked at me and said, you know, the only one who just embraced it and picked it right up was Sea Dog. He said, yes, this is it. We're going to have fun. And that's why when you listen, uh, Scott Free only makes it onto one track on uh, the first CD, Authentic Pirate Hip Hop. And that's uh, that I had to force him to do it. And then uh, we had Phil and, and Chris, who also made a, an appearance on the Seven Seas, and they were kind of forced into it. Uh, and then um, we've, we've, of course, added as we gained notoriety, people said, well, wait a second, maybe he's not so crazy. Or maybe he so, is. I, I'm def- I definitely am, and uh, you know, uh, years at sea have trained me to be uh, a little bit of a maniac. Hey, I got Bloody Lynn Flint asking, if you ever exhaust the pirate theme, is there any other nerdcore theme that you would dare to enter? <laughs> Something I've been thinking about uh, recently as I've been kind of pondering my, my choices here. Um, one thing that I do do a lot of as far as music is a lot of techno and dance music. I also do a lot of uh, rock and roll music and metal. Uh, so I've been working on those things. But as I go back into nerdcore, I'm thinking to myself, uh, one deal that I always thought would be good was uh, gangster rap. And when I mean gangster, I mean like, you know, mercy! <laughs> you know, like like old school gangster stuff. Um, and that's something I'm coming down the pipe with, hopefully, in the next probably six months or so. And then I also think to myself about just uh, video games and you know, my gaming habit, which is it's taken over my life, more or less. And, and Scott Free, uh, who is more of a hip-hop flavor artist, uh, is probably going to do his own CD as well, more aimed at that style of music. Now, was it your second or third album that had a song that was actually about World of Warcraft? Uh, that was Rhymes of the Hip-Hop Mariner, yeah. That was about World of Warcraft. Uh, we had a couple people in our crew who play, and uh, we did get a Machinima video made for that, where they, they record you know, the instance that they're playing. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was uh, done by one of our biggest fans, and he did it for us, and we were very appreciative. Also on our MySpace, I might add. Oh, good. Um, what about on the most recent album, you have a song called Burning Sea. Now, is that actually about Pirates of the Burning Sea, or is that just a coincidence? It, you know, it started out uh, for Flying Lab Software. I told them I'd, I'd make a song for them. And uh, I, I made the Burning Sea, and they loved it, and they said they were going to, you know, do something with it, and then I, they just never did anything with it, but they loved it. And uh, so eventually I said, you know what, I, I'm just going to take what I have here and kind of add some, some more, you know, album flavor and a little back and forth. Uh, on that track, you can hear me battling with Admiralty, kind of talking about sea life and things like that. Um, it was originally slated to be for them, but I don't think that they really had anywhere to put it in their game or anything like that. Okay, so you did it. So it was written about Burning Sea, but just was never published in such a way. Exactly. All right. 
Now, you guys were on the compilation album, um, The Lafitte's Return, right? Yes, we were. Uh, and that was, you know, we're, we were really appreciative of that. Um, I believe that was a charity album, correct? Yes, that was for the Pirates of the Preservation of New Orleans Music, which you can get those albums on the um, ppnom.org. I believe is still the best place to get them. Um, Flintlock Glock, wasn't that what was on it? Uh, it was, yeah, I think so. And and that that's our most popular song by far. It's our filthiest song. You think that's uh, the filthiest song? I don't think it's the filthiest, but I think the use of the F word uh, really elevates it. There is that, but you always have the one song that seems to get the most explicit that I've ever heard before, and you just always top it with the next album. I mean, first one was the um, Round the Corner Sally's, and then I think... Was it Which I, I took around the corner, Sally's. I took inspiration from uh, an old sea shanty, I believe it is, about around the corner, Sally. So there was some period influence in that as well. You know, I'd never heard that shanty before, and after I heard your song, and you know, started to know it inside and out, then I'd start to see albums pop up here and there by period artists where the album title was "Round the Corner, Sally's," and they've just ruined that, fr- or you've ruined that phrase for life. You know, the rest of them, <laughs> they're dirty whether they know it or not now. And I love it. I love every minute of it. If they really knew, uh, you know, round the corner, Sally's. It's. I got to be honest. It's my personal favorite to play because it's so lewd and it's very slow and conversational. So I can really have a lot of fun with my my uh, crowd, and I can really you know make some explicit uh, movements and things that really get a big laugh and a big chuckle. And that's that's almost worth it right there. When I see someone out in the audience and they're looking at me going, I can't believe what he's talking about. And I'm making these gestures that are, you know, not kid-friendly at all. But it's still, fun, you know, a time and a place. That's when I play a nightclub. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, of course, we have songs like, you know, the most recent one. Or no, All About the Booty was the next one. Chess of Plenty yeah. on the most recent one. That one. I mean, you first hear that song and just everyone I ever see who first hears it, they look like they just ate a lemon. Uh, do they really? As, uh, as in they don't like the song? No, 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 no. Like, as in just, did I just hear that? Did I just hear that? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I did top myself a little. You know, and we when we go down to, to write those songs, we actually have that idea in our head. We say, let's paint the picture. Of a pirate. You know, and I think I told you this when we were talking another time. I, I think that the uh, the sexual aspect of the pirate has been long forgotten. Because, you know, they were womanizers. They did go into port. They did pick up hookers. I mean, this is just history here, you know? Mm-hmm. I have uh, earlier complained that pornographic pirate songs always seem to be male-based. But pff, I think that's because there's no women stepping up to the challenge on their own. Well, we did have a couple of lady rappers, if you remember, on Seas to the Streets. Yes. We had a guest appearance, I forgot to mention them, and Bonnie and Mary Reed showed up to do some tracks in the studio. Yes, Ladies in Scarlet. Are you still there? Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm here. <laughs> what happened? My, what happened? You fall co- out of your chair? No, my computer went to sleep. So, so anyway, we had uh, Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. They were there. And they, yeah, I, I think you're right that, you know, there should be some female-based uh, stuff. But if you want to be on a CD, please do. We, you know, I always think of it in the old, old-fashioned old terms of uh, misogynism, which is we own women. 
as pirates. You know, we wants the redhead. You know, I remember that when I went to Pirates of the Caribbean, there it was. We wants the redhead. And, you know, they were auctioning her off. I mean, this is just the way it was. So Doug Lock Hawk is complaining that he's getting bored. I guess that without music or something, he just loses his attention span. What would you say to I'm wake sorry him up? I'm boring you, buddy. <laughs> why, don't you take a, why don't you take a long walk off a short plank? And Roughshod wants to know if Captain Dan has ever killed a ninja. I have killed several ninjas in my time. Always by the sword, one by uh, a pistol, and uh, you know the others by the cutlass, of course. Uh, now Doglog Hawk says he was only kidding. It's all right, buddy. I, I can bore people sometimes. It's just all that thoughts of women, I guess, is making you run or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, listen, I do think it is time I let you go so you can get back to your, I don't know, writing your non-pirate albums. Get that out of your system so you can write some more pirate albums. That's what's going to have to happen here. That's right. That's right. And I think we'll just conclude with one more of your songs seems fitting enough. I'd like to thank the uh, the folks in the chat room for, for listening and asking questions. And it was a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Where's the best place for people to buy your albums, Dan? You can go to um, myspace.com slash Captain Dan. You can find all of our stuff there. Or uh, cdbaby.com is an excellent place to get it. And also don't forget to visit uh, nonexistentrecordings.com. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the air with us and being one of our early pioneers in trying these on-air live interviews. I hope it was relatively painless. Indeed it was. All right, and we will catch you another time. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good night. Show up on the shores and we'll be wheeling the deal. The witch is screaming and creaming after they're stealing your semen. I just tell them.
Nothing like a monkey knife fight. That was Sunken Chest from their self-titled album, Sunken Chest. I'm trying to remember if I've heard rumors of them working on another album or not. It's not coming to me. I don't remember. What I do remember is that about 20 seconds ago, someone in the chat room requested some mizzen. And then another person said, yeah, play the nacho song, which I think they're referring to Tale of the Peg-Legged Mermaid, which is... This song. 
Once upon a time, there was a mermaid. She was beautiful from the navel up. Once upon a time, when she was young, she had the most splendid fins with iridescent scales that reflected the emerald and sapphire hues of the ocean. Her name was Florence. Florence the Mermaid. Bitch. All pirates and sailors who saw her instantly fell in love and pursued her across the seven seas. On one such fateful day, I spied her off the starboard bow. She was at a cantina for mermaids. Eating nachos, mermaid nachos. I was instantly captivated. I had to get a closer look. But as I drew close, she swam playfully away from the ship, leaving her mermaid nachos behind. I urged my crew on faster. I had to catch her and make her my mermaid bride of the sea for pirates. The faster I sailed, though, the faster she swam. I thought she may have looked playfully back at me as she swam, but that may have just been her texting her friends. Whichever it was on that fateful day, she didn't see what came next. For unbeknownst to us both, I had chased her into a pack of manatees. Vicious manatees. Soulless manatees were very angry that they were not allowed to have nachos with the mermaids of the cantina. I attempted to reach her as they fell upon her, but to no avail. As even though they are fast, they are quite fast. Much faster than you would think. She fought valiantly, but by the time my crew and I had reached her, her beautiful fins and resplendent scales were gone. The beautiful mermaid was now a beautiful torso. And even though her torso was beautiful, I feel I didn't have a lot of options with a torso. I, I mean, I've been out to sea a long time, but that's still a little weird. Nevertheless, we rescued her and stopped the bleeding long enough to give her a peg leg. Now she propels through the sea in circles searching for nachos and the manatee that stole her mermaiden hood. And on rainy nights, you can hear her peg legs splashing through the water. And some say, if you dump nachos overboard, you'll find fair winds.
What do we want? All right. When do we want them? Now. Oi, you loafers, what's all this then? Quartermaster Jenkins, explain this rabble. Well, Captain, the crew and myself ain't too pleased of late. Plunder's been poured, and that last Spaniard we took was an entire cargo of pink slips and IOUs. And the one before that had a hold full of nothing but burlap. Aye, I noticed some of the lads making new clothes for it this. It is. It's the color of oatmeal. One has bracelets. Actually, that's the problem, Captain. With this bloody economy, the crew can't afford to dress in proper pirate splendor, but in Instead, we've been reduced to looking like a bunch of potato sacks. That's right. Yeah. Hey, here you are, sir. The only one amongst us wearing a proper frock coat, and one made of velvet, no less. And these frilly ruffles on your sleeves, and that dashing tricorn up top your head. Aye, I do cut quite the figure, don't I? We thinks you've been holding out on us, Captain. How else could you afford to look such a dandy? Hold it out on ya. Ain't you pelicans ever heard of tobeapirate.com? Big pardon, Captain? Tobeapirate.com. It's where I buys all me swag. They've got a vast selection of fancy yet affordable pirate garb. So you can dress yourself proper without breaking the bank. You can choose from all sorts of styles and colors. Vests, shirts, pants, jackets, even boots and hats. Plus, they have all sorts of stuff for the lady pirate as well. Aye, even when your economics hit the doldrums, tobeapirate.com will do you right. Now, back to work, you swabs, while I'm still willing to turn a blind eye to your mutinous wild. Not so fast, Captain. Tobeapirate.com might explain your fancy word road, but what about that new plasma TV in your cabin? Oh, well, Make sure you get it. Quality pirate clothing to suit any taste and budget. Visit tobeapirate.com today. Sailor, what shall we do with the drunken sailor? Everybody in the morning, we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that was Brian and Bastards with Drunken Sailor. And I hit the wrong button earlier, and it almost made cannon noises when I meant to be talking. And now it looks like my voice is way down. How'd that happen? Okay. We had a request from Smiling Snake, who wanted to hear some Abney Park, Airship Pirate. And even though I feel increasingly threatened by this whole steampunk thing trying to take over our pirate world, we're going to entertain this because I think it pays to be nice to marsupials. Pirates, we're full of hot air and the sun to 
rise with the terror of the skies, with the danger to ourselves and the crew of sinking pirates. They don't need airship pirates. One full of our enemies come to rise with the terror of the skies, with the danger to ourselves now.
the bosom spot The least of crying a purple rock Or was she when your shuddering made She never go but took the blade Now it matters not for the price is paid That was John Beatty with an industrial version of the Derelict, which can be found on one of the aforementioned Lafitte's Returned albums. It's either three or four, I forget which. There's a little bit of rum for you. Had a request from Doglock Hawk, who wanted to hear some Captain Bog and Salty, specifically Purple Tiki. He sort of implied he was dedicating it to me, but didn't quite, so take it for what it's worth. We are the bamboo maroon. When the bamboo maroon first come to the Frog Island, there was nobody here. Only the purple tea was here. Can you dig it? We have many questions. We ask the purple tea these questions. We ask the purple tea where do we build village? We ask, how do we make fire? We ask, which berry do we eat that make us no throw up? The purple tiki, no answer. The purple tiki never answer. The purple tiki only listen. The bamboo maroon, we think this wise. What is the purple tiki thinking? We don't know. Bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon. Can you take it? Bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon, bamboo maroon. Can you take it? Where you come from, purple tiki? We don't know. We don't know. From the Isle of Martinique? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe you from Mozambique? Could you be a nature creaky? We don't know.
don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I just got an email, not me specifically, it was sent to many folks, and if any listeners are anywhere near Madeira Beach, Florida, there is a need for pirates in pirate garb for a Fox 13 promo this Wednesday the 10th. I'm not going to read the full detail, well there's not a whole lot more details, but I'm not going to read any of the rest on the air because it probably only pertains to a tiny fraction of you, but if you are a pirate with pirate garb and possibly interest in being part of a Fox 10, Fox 13 rather promo this Wednesday in Madeira Beach, Florida, feel free to email me at bilge at bilgemonkey.com and I will forward you this information. Moving right along, we have a song, Pirates Are Us. This is the Squid King dedicated to Doglock Hawk. He knows why. Out there with its ugly teeth Waiting to take you
wings his arms around until he found something to fill his belly. Swimming first made Ivan's nuts and beat him like a cheesy pump. Better drop your fears, take up your spears, we'll have the squeaky The 
store to be rollicking Randy Dandy O. Heave away, bullies, you perish rig bums. Hey, hey, roll and go. Take your hands from your pockets and don't suck your thumbs to be rollicking Randy Dandy O. Heave And driver to sea to be rollicking Randy Dandy Ho. Heave a fall and heave away, way, hey, roll and go. The anchors on board and the cables all stored to be rollicking Randy Dandy Ho. We're outward bound for Valapo Bay. Way, hey, roll and go. Get cracking me, last it's a hell. Of a way to be rollicking Randy Dandy Oh, heave a fall and heave away Hey, roll and go The anchor's on board and the cable's all stored To be rollicking Randy Dandy Oh, heave a fall and heave away Hey, roll and go The anchor's on board and the cable's all stored That was the Sea Dogs with Rollick and Randy Dandio, one of the many bands that will be performing in two weeks at the Northern California Pirate Festival, which I already pimped out at the beginning of this show, but only because I'm excited to be going. They have good weather there. We don't get that much in Wisconsin, not yet this time of year anyways. And they got good music, and I'll be there. So what more do you need? Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Thanks to Captain Dan for agreeing to be interviewed on this show. Thanks to our sponsors of tonight's show, 2BAPirate.com. Their support is invaluable at keeping the rum flowing as I do this show. And thanks to you, the listeners, who of course make it all possible. Even those of you who are lazy and can't listen to it live, so you just download it via podcast at your convenience as if the world revolved around you. (sighs) Which I suppose it kind of does, or else I wouldn't have bothered to make the podcast to begin with, so it's all fair. We will see you next week. After that, we will be taking one week off because I will be, yes, at the NorCal Pirate Festival and not yet back home. (sighs) There it was. That was a decent one. It's one of the nice things about doing a pirate radio show is that I can burp. And if you don't like it, well, it's your own loss. We'll see you at After Dark in just a couple minutes. Sending us off tonight, as always, is Rust Monster with Still a Smiling. <laughs>